their second episode chatting with software leader Phil Robinson. I ask him if there are any challenges in his career he's had to overcome and what it's taught him about leadership. I guess, you know, I had a diagnosis of Parkinson's in 2017. I had literally been offered a job which required me to move to the Netherlands to run a company called Exact, also private equity backed. And I'd agreed to the job, I'd signed the paperwork. In fact, they'd let the previous CEO go. And literally the day that happened was the day I got a diagnosis. And so I'm sitting in the UK and thinking, oh, you know, maybe I can't do this job. I, I, this is a quite a serious thing. It's a chronic disease. What am I going to do? I felt morally obligated to go in a sense because I told them I would and they'd let the person go that was leading the business. Uh, at the same time, I'm thinking, well, maybe you're know, just not capable of doing it. So I took advice from the consultant. He said, well, actually, there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't do this for, for quite, a, quite a few years to come. So I think my perception of Parkinson's was much like other people's, which is whilst it's a chronic disease, it, it makes you unable to do your job or less able to do your job. And, and that, that's not the case at all. So I still went to the Netherlands and I had a great time. And we were, I worked there for four years. And we again, we took that business and we sold it to KKR for four times the money for the investor that had it before. So it was a great outcome for them. The company changed its strategy and grown significantly. And I'm still on the board today. But when they eventually, when I've been there four years and we sold it, I told the new investor I was probably not the guy for them for the very long term. And that's when we made a transition to a new CEO, which would be my previous COO who got promoted. So we transitioned him. I moved to the board and then came back to the UK. And I know that you're on the board of Cure Parkinson's following that diagnosis in 2017 as well. And you sort of you've talked publicly about kind of changing the perception of the disease. Is that partly yeah. because when you had that diagnosis, you, you your immediate reaction was, oh, I best stop doing anything. And actually, that wasn't yeah. the case. And actually, having gone through that, you kind of realise that's the same realisation most people have when they might get that diagnosis. Yeah, I think I think it's well, I don't think people necessarily realise it immediately. It's a dark tunnel that you arrive into when you get a diagnosis like that. But actually, you learn to live with the disease and it's not the way you think it might be. So I think a lot of people's perception of this disease is it's a, it's a disease for old people that shake a lot. And it is that, but it is also it's also a suite of 30 other symptoms which are going to uh, affect you. So it's a life-altering altering disease. It's going to affect you in many different ways, and shaking is just one. I'm, I don't shake, but I've got a suite of other things that are wrong. People's perception of it is completely outdated. And actually, people fear when they get this diagnosis that they're going to be prejudiced against. They fear that mm -hmm. perhaps they'll get passed over pr for promotion or they'll basically be asked to leave because the perception is they can't do their job because they're going to shake and be maybe less mentally able than they used to be and that's not necessarily the case so i think that the, the part of the problem is with the people that re receive that that diagnosis they've got to change their own perception of what they can do but then generally people in business need to understand that people with chronic diseases not just parkinson's any any chronic disease are just as capable as other people in the workforce are doing their job Actually, we run a whole campaign around this in the Netherlands around chronic diseases because we talk about gender diversity and we talk about ethnicity and we talk about different sorts of equity and equality. Well, this is another one, you know, it's around disease and chronic disease because there's a group of hidden people in most workforces that come to work with something that's wrong with them. and We don't necessarily know what it is, but they are more than capable of doing their job and they should be able to bring that to work and tell you that they've got Parkinson's or they've got something else wrong with them and not be prejudiced against. So yeah, we ran a campaign in the Netherlands for two years and we 
really change the perception there and we're trying to do the same in the UK at the moment. I think people are better now at talking about mental health but probably there's still a fear when it comes to talking about your kind of to your employees about you know other elements of health like you say with illnesses and disease. I think having taken the plunge and moved to the Netherlands I didn't tell anybody for two years. I was really Mm -hmm. worried that people would think I was less able to do my job. At the end of two years we had sold the business. I told the new investor what, what had happened to me and why I couldn't be the long-term answer and they were very understanding which was a huge relief actually and they and we helped work with them for another year and a half two years in transition but I didn't tell any of the employees or the management team either so I was coming to work every day with a, with a secret and that's quite a burden to, to, to yeah. do that every day it's very difficult so after telling the investors and we'd sold the company and I, was, I thought well I have to tell my management team and I have to tell the employees and so I basically made this little video which is an explainer to explain what this disease is because actually it's not what you think it is and I was terrified of doing this and terrified of telling them we did a town hall meeting with like 2,000 people and it's a huge round of applause after it happened and the thing that I learned which I think is a hugely valuable lesson which hopefully people don't have to get Parkinson's to to learn it is that vulnerability and authenticity is a really powerful and important tool that a CEO can use because I had the whistle you know that CEOs needs to be not invincible, but almost always right, guiding the company, the leader and infallible, I don't know, almost untouchable, actually. And that's part of the challenge of being that persona, which is people don't feel they can match up to you because you're trying to be invincible. And actually, I became quite uh, vulnerable and I had to therefore be very authentic about how I felt and what I was doing, what was going on with me internally and at home with people at work. And it was the best two years of my career because suddenly I could communicate with and have a relationship with anybody in the company from any level without the fear of recrimination from them or from me. And we had a great time. I think it really helped build the relationships across the different teams at different levels in the company, the Dutch are direct anyway. But now it was clear that you could be uh, authentic in the company and you could tell people what was going on with you, whether you were gay or whether you were straight whether you were you know whatever was going on with you mentally whether it's neurodiversity or parkinson's or what have you and it was okay and so for me i learned the power of in terms of relationship with other people of just being really honest about what's going on because it gives you this authenticity and this trust and truth that perhaps if you're trying to be the superhero ceo you don't have that you, you sort of become a little bit untouchable There's real strength in vulnerability and lots of lessons all CEOs can learn from how to truly be open and lead with authenticity in business. Phil mentioned his experience there in the Netherlands. In the next episode, we discussed his experience working in different regions and his top advice for companies looking to scale overseas.